Hey, Hope family, and happy 4th of July weekend, or should I say, happy now. Hamilton is available on Disney Plus weekend. Either way, enjoy your festivities responsibly. This morning, we will be in Matthew 5, 33 to 36. We'll be discussing oaths, swearing, promise making, and the like. Let's see what Jesus has to say there. Starting in verse 33, he says again, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil or comes from the evil one. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. This is a simple teaching to understand. It's a much more difficult one to put into place. I I often say, and I've heard people say all the time, honestly, I fill in the blank. Honestly, I love your shoes. Honestly, I'll be there honestly, blah, 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 whatever the thing is. We often do this for emphasis, but as we do it, we expose ourselves in the process. The fact that we have to emphasize a truth by starting with, honestly, I love those shoes, means that we have likely complimented or commented on things dishonestly in the past. These instances can be quite trivial how much you like or dislike someone's shoes or clothing or even their cooking. Or they can be of great importance. The likelihood of your repaying a debt or fulfilling a promise of your presence at an event. Much like Jesus did when he addressed divorce and Moses' allowance for it, he is getting beyond the allowances and calling us to the ideal that would make them unnecessary. In the Old Testament, oaths were in some cases even mandated between people, but generally in cases where at least one of the two parties had proven themselves to be untrustworthy. And so Jesus here is saying that this allowance for swearing, for making oaths, we're going to just get rid of it because we're going to be honest. Our yeses will be yes and our noes will be no. Jesus also is fusing parts of the Old Testament law when he says, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sown. He's really taking two different um, commands and fusing them together. But it it echoes, obviously, of bearing false witness in the Ten Commandments, but also it it has its traces in Leviticus 19.12, Deuteronomy 23.21, Psalm 50.14, and Ecclesiastes 5.4. Oaths of all sorts were considered binding, but especially when you were to swear to God. So Jesus says not to swear by heaven, earth, Jerusalem, and even on your own head. These would be considered secondary oaths, but Jesus says these all belong to God. And therefore, to swear by them is to swear by God. You need not take an oath for anything You can't swear to anything because you don't have control over those things. Those things are not your possessions. They are God's, even your own body, your own head. So Jesus says, you need only let your yes be yes or your no be no. As Christians, we should be known for being reliable and for being honest. 
But too often, we play the same games as the world. We have built for ourselves reputations that are less than pristine, and we feel we must overcompensate by emphasizing how much we mean it this time. Let us instead be a people whose yes is yes and no is no. Take time to reflect on where you have been less than honest, where you have intentionally misled people and chipped away at the integrity of your word. What steps can you take today to letting your yes be yes and your no be no?